0: So let's talk about affiliate marketing and partnerships. That's the topic for today's episode where we're gonna dig into what affiliate park marketing is, what other kinds of affiliate related marketing and programs you can actually get involved with and why that's actually important. So in yesterday's episode, I dug into missions. So having a mission within your business to really drive you towards your goals and one of the things that was really really caught to my mission is helping my audience which are predominantly creative entrepreneurs to create a diverse stable income to allow them to essentially do what they love and to explore their passion and to share their passion with the world now creating a, a stable diverse income is quite difficult to do yes But it's not impossible by any stretch of the imagination. So when you look at affiliate marketing, a lot of people, sadly, see some of the darker side. And we're going to jump into that as well. I'm just going to be very, very honest about what's good, what's bad, what works, what doesn't, and dispel a couple of myths. So for those of you who don't know who I am, my name's Dan Holloway. I'm a business coach and a mentor, predominantly helping creative entrepreneurs to start, grow and scale their businesses. Now, when it comes to my mission, like I said, is to help people to create a stable, diverse income. Diverse meaning multiple revenue streams, multiple channels of income that means that you're not ultimately reliant or predominantly dependent on one particular stream okay and if covid has taught us anything it's that quite frankly the the lack of recurring streams of revenue is for many people partly their source of troubles at the moment and part of when you're looking at this is Digging into what affiliate income is. Now, affiliate income is essentially you aligning yourself with someone else, be that a person, a personal brand who sells a program, for example, or established brands or businesses. So I have numerous partnerships. I speak at numerous events. I get involved in numerous summits. I'm involved in numerous um, kind of joint ventures with different businesses and different brands. Now, I get awareness to their audience through some of that time that I give. And I also get a affiliate kickback, i.e. a revenue share of a lot of the income that I actually generate for those businesses, right? So in my business, I have my coaching and mentorship. I have my program but I've also got numerous streams of affiliate income as well. I mean, I seem numerous, I'm probably an affiliate for maybe 20 different businesses, products or brands. And I'll dig into some of those as well. But first off, what is affiliate marketing? And how does it work? So affiliate marketing basically gives you a revenue share or some kind of a return for you sending traffic or customers to that partner right so affiliates and partnerships very much the same thing so i'll give you an example i'm an both a speaker a partner and an affiliate for a company called ecamm so i'm actually using ecamm right now when i'm streaming this and it's being recorded to go onto the podcast so i do a stream every single day i take the audio from that stream edit it a little bit like really really a little bit i don't edit it very much at all and I upload that onto the podcast. And I use Ecamm to do all of that. The multi-streaming element of what I'm doing here, because I'm going live on both Facebook and LinkedIn and YouTube, that multi-streaming element is done via a company called Restream. Right? So I use both those products on a daily basis. I love them both. If I'm mobile or out and about, if I'm in the garden, or, you know, if I'm not being fancy, then I'll use Restream for everything. If I'm doing anything fancy related, like, you know, animated, um, elements on screen you know similar to if you're not actually watching this on podcast Sorry, if you're listening on podcast you won't see this but I can do little animated elements like this which just pop up on the screen and then they can disappear again so I can do stuff like that on Ecamm I can't do stuff like that on Restream right so I use both of these products on basis. I'm speaking at Ecamm's event um, which is on in September. I'm giving a talk about Ikigai and exploring your strategic opportunity within your market. So I'm, I'm actually one of the speakers at their summit, which I'm not getting paid for at all, but I get awareness to their entire audience and all the attendees who attend that event. So it's great brand awareness for me and my personal brand. Now, when I put out links and there's links in the description below to both Ecamm and Restream, if people click on those links and then actually buy, either of those products, I get a recurring percentage income from that sale. right? Percentage incomes on affiliate schemes, depending on the program, it can range from anywhere from 10% up to, in some cases, 60%. The average is between 25 to 35%. Um, I think Restream and Ecamm are both 30%, I believe, and there's different tiers to this as well. Um, so TubeBuddy is another one. So if you're involved in um, YouTube and you're growing a YouTube channel, TubeBuddy is another one that I'm a partner with and I'm an affiliate with, and their affiliate income, I think ranges from 20% up to 60%, I like, depending on the volume that you, you convert, you know, traffic, the amount of customers you send their way. And that's, in many cases, is percentage revenue per month for the lifetime of that sale. So if someone joins, say, eCam and they renew for three years, then I will get three times that percentage as an affiliate kickback, right? If that customer then cancels after year three, then I don't get anything at all. And so it's really one of those things that can have a massive compounding effect. So if you can imagine even startups could actually monetize through partnerships to help their own businesses tick over. You know, so this isn't just for income this is actually for multiple streams of revenue for established businesses as well i've worked with many many startup businesses who partner with larger brands and they put out links and they put out content blog content and so on across their entire audience just saying things like we're using this product it's completely amazing um if you want to give it a try here's a link that link is an affiliate link now if that generates a thousand clicks and that thousand clicks generates a hundred customers, and say if it's a hundred dollars a month, just to make life really, really easy, and it's a 30% revenue, you're getting 100 times 30, literally every single month until that customer cancels or stops using that service. Now for a startup or a small business that's trying to get off the ground, or when you're kind of in the the early stages where every penny counts, then that money quickly adds up so if i look at mine i'm actually working on getting mine almost snowballing to the point where my affiliate revenue will probably match a lot of the one-to-one work that i do so all i then have to focus on in terms of my time and strategic thinking is the scalable elements of my business which where i can actually devote much of my time Now, I'm going to get you through some some other tools and some other things you can do here. So let's say you have an affiliate partnership with a business. Let's say you're not aligned to that product though. Let's say you're just trying to push it out to your audience because it pays out quite a big affiliate um, kickback, quite a large revenue share. That to me is a bad way of doing it, right? I only recommend those things that I actually use myself. I recommend those things that I can hand on heart, say I love and I use. Do I speak at Restreams events? No, because I don't believe they have um, an established event yet. So they're still kind of spinning up um, in that regard. But I do have their partnership manager coming onto the podcast and I'm interviewing him on Friday, I believe. You know, he's this guy called Paddy, really lovely guy. I've known him a long time. So I still have relationships there. That to me is an actual, established, authentic, ethical relationship where I promote what I use and that is honest. Now I have had instances where I've worked and consulted with businesses where I've actually had influencers, like the names that I won't name, but names that you will probably know, who have actually contacted me or members of the team of the business I'm consulting or contracting with at the time, and they've said, What deal can we work out on this? I've got this audience. I don't have anything product-wise in your market. I'm going to you and various competitors and I'm basically gonna promote whoever pays me the most. There is absolutely nothing tangible in there other than selling eyeballs of an audience to a business. To me, whilst not unethical, that's just selling attention and trading attention, that to me isn't a great way of building up an affiliate partnership because the affiliate partnership isn't just your relationship with the brand this is the important part All Right, so listen up on this one It's not just your relationship with the brand it's actually your relationship with your audience and in turn that brand because when it gets to the point where you're recommending products to your audience and you're constantly recommending products to your audience, but you're not seen to be using it yourself, or you're not aligned to the values or the beliefs or the messaging or the narrative that that brand puts out, and there's a disconnect there, your audience will feel that and they'll sense that whether consciously or subconsciously, which is why I always say, whenever I'm talking to anyone about affiliate marketing or partnerships, because to me, they're pretty symbiotic between the two, be really, really, really super aligned to the brand only connect with the brands and sell the brands to your audience that you genuinely believe in or use or value yourself. Treat your customers, your audience with the, I'd hate to say it, but with the respect that they deserve. And I know that may trigger some people because I've said that to some people before and they are like, what do you mean I don't respect my, my audience? Of course I do. I'm like, when you start treating them like a number, Frankly, you don't, and people don't like that, but it's true. So affiliate marketing, I'm going to take a couple of tools and a couple of sites that you can actually go to 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 explore this stuff in a little bit more depth. So if there are brands that you use right now, then literally just Google that brand name space affiliate program, right? So if you use Ecamm, for example, just Google Ecamm affiliate program and it will just come up how you can actually join, because most of them have an affiliate page on their website. If you're looking at different kind of products that you not quite sure if they have affiliate programs or not, or if you want to kind of get a sense for what is available and how they market themselves, because there's there's nuances there as well, then there are two main sites you can look at, which is the ones I use predominantly. One of them is Impact, so impact, I-M-P-A-C-T dot com. So Impact is probably one of the, one of the largest um i don't really know what you call them to be fair it's almost like a like a hub for affiliate programs they help businesses to get their affiliate programs out there into the world they manage payments they manage analytics and tracking and you know tracking of links and that kind of stuff so impact is one share a sale so sh-a-r- a a-e.com is another one i'll um, put those in the links in the description below so you can get a sense for what those are Now, there'll be hundreds of them, like literally hundreds of them um, in any niche. We're talking tech, we're talking systems, we're talking platforms, we're talking services, even as far as holidays and bookings of hotels and like all sorts of stuff. There's affiliate programs for everything these days. And the other big thing, so I'll, I'll be remiss if I don't talk about this as well. The other big thing that you really should get involved with, Um, if you can, is Amazon. Now, Amazon isn't quite an affiliate program as I've just explained it, but it is an affiliate program in a way. Now, let's say, for instance, I'm talking about the camera I'm using right now and the microphone I'm using right now. Now, I could put links in the description below to the camera that I use and the microphone that I use right now. So if you like the sound of this, if you like the, the image quality, you know, you might actually ask the question so what's camera what's the camera you're using and i'd be like i'm glad you asked there's a link in the description below click through and it'll take you to whatever country you're in it will take you to the page you know relevant to your country of you know the best price on amazon where you can buy that right now the amazon partner program is actually really interesting in a lot of ways amazon associates is what the Amazon program is called. So Amazon Affiliate Marketing Program is called Amazon Associates. Now you have to sign up for every country that you want to be an associate in. So you have to go to to the web address of affiliate-program.amazon.co.uk and you'll see on the top right-hand side, again, I'll put links in description below to that as well. On the top right-hand side, you'll see the countries that you can actually look to sign up to, and you'd have to sign up to all of them. If your audience is in those countries. Now, I've got Affiliate Associates programs open with UK, US. I've got Canada and Australia. I haven't bothered with like Poland or Sweden or, you know, the Saudi Arabia or the Netherlands or Brazil or anything like that. At some point, I probably will. I've just gone for the, the big ones, which is UK, US, Canada and Australia. Now the thing why amazon affiliates program is really really good is the amount of payouts you'll be getting per product it's actually fairly small and it does vary according to the um, the product niche you're in but and i'll dig into this in a lot more depth in in other episodes because amazon is, is a big one now the thing that amazon is actually really 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 good for and you can be super uh, strategic and tactical with this, like super strategic, and you'll understand what I mean in a sec. If you were to click a link, and then it took you to the Amazon page, but you didn't buy that camera or that microphone, but within a 24 hour period, you did buy something else. I as an affiliate would also get paid an affiliate revenue for what you buy within that 24 hour period. So if I look at my um, affiliates analytics within Amazon, I would have things in there of like garden furniture, you know hair care products, um, combs, hair dryers, like all, all sorts of like random things right like softballs for a children's play pit you <laughs> think like random things that I don't even promote. But well, that's because someone would have clicked on the link to a microphone or a camera or something like that, or a book even, and not actually bought one of those things, but then gone back into Amazon within that 24-hour period and bought something else that they needed you know, for their home life or whatever. And I would still get a kickback, an affiliate revenue share, from that sale within that 24-hour period. So let's think about things like, say if you are super, super tactical and you Set up a campaign where you're building up lots of awareness and like an email list, for example, leading up to Black Friday, right? And you put out a blog post that gives a bunch of different links to things that your audience might be interested in on Black Friday. And you do that the day before Black Friday or the evening before. Send that email out to your email list. Someone clicks on the link, doesn't actually buy anything. But on the day of Black Friday, they go nuts and just spend... A grand, right? You get an affiliate revenue share from those sales. We see how this could be really, really interesting, especially if you have a big list and a big audience. Now, the other thing that is is a really, really helpful tool, Genius Link, is the the business. Now, instead of putting links in the description of your content or in your blog articles, your emails, or whatever, so all of the different. Country versions of Amazon, you can actually use this. Now, this is a link shortener website, um, which is actually a really interesting tool because what Genius Link does is that when you sign up for the different Amazon Associates accounts, you know, UK, US, Canada, Australia, in my case, I don't put links to all of those different pages and all of the products on all those different pages. I put one link, like say from the UK one, into Genius Link, it then goes and finds the relevant product on all of the other Amazon global pages. And when someone from one of those countries clicks on that single link, they are directed to the country page from which they are actually residing in at that point in time. So if I'm in the States, so if I fly from the UK to the US and I clicked on one of my links to a camera, It would recognize that the IP address I'm connecting from is in the US and it will take me to the US, Amazon US page, Amazon.com, forward slash, you know, whatever, to the camera in dollars being sold in that country. If I'm in the UK or in Australia, it will do the same thing. It will redirect me to the UK link or the con.au link and so on. And it also track multiple different brands as well and it will track your analytics. So say for instance you want to both have a camera listed on Amazon but you also want to have it listed on things like Best Buy and and other businesses it will allow you to send it not only to Amazon but also to other platforms and other businesses where you can actually have affiliate programs set up as well to give your customers and your audience a choice so when that's really kicking in you have volume then volume of traffic by that I mean that's actually really interesting because when you do that, the amount of conversions you can get actually gets quite interesting. We've got a couple of questions. Uh, James said he started with Amazon affiliate program. Um, he was running a coaching channel with only 300 subscribers, um, but as he wasn't getting enough clicks through Amazon closed the account once um, dramatically. Do you know roughly what the traffic targets are? As far as I'm aware, the traffic targets are in terms of conversion, not traffic. So I think you need to make, and this may have changed um, since I last looked at it, I think you need to make a minimum of five sales either per month or in the first 90 days for that program to remain open and active. I think it's five. It might have changed slightly. It'll be in the T's and C's and the terms. But you you do have to send traffic that converts. It's not just enough to send traffic that doesn't convert and that people don't buy from. You need to send traffic that actually makes sales. As soon as Amazon is making money from you, frankly, they don't care. Um, If you're not actually making enough conversions, then there's no point. So I would normally say, make sure you have an audience that's interested in what you do so you can have at least five people buying a month and that should be fine. You know, the more the merrier, obviously. Um, But you can make, there's some people, I think Think Media, the guy called Sean Cannell um, has a YouTube channel called Think Media. Actually, he has a few channels now. Um, He makes something insane, varies between like 10 to 30K a month just from Amazon sales of products, you know, camera equipment, lenses and so on. Um, So it is very, very easy to do when you have volume of traffic. Danielle is saying the same thing, you need to make a sale, maybe three sales or something in the first three months. Um, Yeah, it might be three, it might be five, I I genuinely can't remember, Um, but something like that. And James loves Think Media as well. Um, So one thing James has said is, I guess it's working out how many video views you need and or subs to get to regularly get three sales. Yes, it is to a degree, but I'm going to challenge that a little bit um, in a very, very nice kind way. so when when you think of it in terms of views and trying to reverse engineer traffic volumes i find that's a little bit not so much dangerous but a little bit misaligned at least for me i'm just literally speaking for myself um so when you try and reverse engineer traffic to try and figure out how to get people to buy and how much volume of traffic you need to get the amount of volume you need to be making an earning and so on I get it because you're you're kind of trying to funnel hack your way to an income so I get it but what i found over the years and this is just me speaking for for myself personally um is that i find that i get misaligned with the content i'm creating if i do that because i find that when i'm misaligned when i'm looking at the numbers more than serving the audience i don't make as much kind of directed effort i guess you could say to serving my audience because i'm distracted by the numbers um so i completely get i can completely get where you're coming from and i absolutely did the same thing myself as well um so he says he's in marketing so he always reversing his numbers yeah so i I understand where you're coming from um but what i found is if i try to focus on creating just value and service for my audience then the numbers kind of follow you know, it's the same when i was working in private and venture capital backs businesses you know in the tech world and and others the best sales people that i ever worked with are the people who never sold to me they just helped me with problems you know so if i had a problem i'd phone someone up um depending on the the issue was and i'd be like i've got a problem with this can you help me out And the sales guy will say, yep, sure. Okay, I'll get this person on that, that person on that. I'll get you an answer within an hour. like, great. And I'd end up buying like nine times out of 10. They never ever sold to me at all. Um, They just helped. Um, And I always found a massive lesson in that because, and especially through affiliates and partnerships, this is very much applicable. I never sell to the audiences that I speak at, like ever. You'll never see me pitch if I'm if I'm attending a summit. I'll see some of the the talks at the summits that I speak at, and some of them are basically like you know a Russell Brunson style sales webinar, and I just kind of roll my eyes and you know, almost want to like die inside because it's just I find it annoying. You're being asked to speak and serve someone else's audience, and you take the opportunity to basically pitch at them. I, I don't like that, and I when I see that I don't speak at those events again because I just I don't like it. Um, but I hope that makes any sense. You know, serve more, the numbers will come. All right. Uh Danielle has said, um, so many people say not to start affiliates till you've got a high volume of traffic, but I started sooner rather than later to ensure the foundations were laid ready for when my traffic increased. Yeah, and I mean Danielle, that's a that's a very sensible way of doing it. Um you know, I I think there's a lot of about naysayers out there. I think there's a lot of people who they'll say one thing um, but then do another themselves. (laughs) Um, And let's face it, you know, that that whole concept of a thousand true fans. If you have a hundred people even who follow you on Instagram and 90 of them are aligned completely to you and your business and you set up an affiliate program where half of those even would be interested in being affiliates, you've basically got 45 people in your sales team. Like happy days. Um, A lot of the people who say you need to wait until you have a high volume of traffic before you start doing it, a lot of the time those are people who have huge, huge followers and follow accounts, but very, very little engagement. You know, so it's the vanity numbers versus the essential, effective audience, you know, and the aligned audience. You know, which one do you want? Do you want vanity, do you want people to actually buy? Um, I think it's, it's very much a nuanced thing, and I think it, it can be a little bit divisive at times. I think some people can be a little bit angry when you talk about this sort of stuff. But it is that that thing. I mean, I've got less than a thousand followers on my Instagram. My engagement publicly isn't great, but the amount of conversations I have in my DMs is insane. You know, and in some ways, that's a, that's a gender thing. You know, I. I can just speak for myself, but I find that the people who engage on publicly on my content tend to be females. The people who engage heavily within my DMs tend to be guys. You know, very, very few are females. Um so I think there's a lot to be said about the kinds of traffic that you could create as well and really knowing and understanding your audience. You know, if I wanna generate lots of audience in DMs, I'll generate all content aimed at guys. If I want to generate public engagement, I'll generate content mainly aimed at women because, to my audience, that's what the data shows me. You know, but everything, everything's different, and you know, there's everyone's audiences differ and they vary. I'm trying say, yeah, to, to be fair, my running channel content wasn't steered by affiliates, it just, just applied as a nice to have at the time. And yeah, I mean, yeah, let's face it, multiple revenue streams is a handy thing to have oh i missed one um could sharing affiliate links potentially damage your brand um if they're not aligned and if you're being pushy with it then potentially yes they could um this is why i say be aligned and and really look at serving your audience um first and foremost because you know i could be talking about you know affiliate platforms. Um I haven't actually done this, but I could have given you a link to Genius Link. I mean I could have said, you know, here's Genius Link. If you're interested in that, here's the link. I'll put that in the description or in the comments and go and try that out for yourself. So I could do that, but my purpose is not to necessarily make money off of this stream, it's to actually help the people watching. Right? Whether it's catching live or on the replay. That's my main goal. So if I'm dropping in affiliate links like every five seconds. I'm basically spending the whole stream and the whole episode (laughs) pitching to people, which gets a bit like, ugh, after a while. So it could potentially damage your brand if it's not aligned and if you're pushy and if you're salesy and if you're pushing products that aren't aligned to your own values and beliefs. Like I would never push, like say, crypto investment schemes um, because I don't agree with them. I think they're ridiculous and I think they're savagely dangerous for those people who don't understand what they're doing. I mean, I've dabbled in crypto myself because I understand it. I have a very, very, very good understanding of blockchain and the entire crypto space because I consulted with numerous crypto startups over the years, and I get it. I've even done a a $20 million crypto raise for an altcoin, so I understand intrinsically how it all works. But because I understand it, it doesn't mean I'm going to push crypto investment schemes because I don't think that they are safe and i don't think they're aligned to my brand and my values and my goals so i never ever ever will push anything like that i won't suggest it if anything i'll actively tell people to avoid getting involved with that um so i think it really depends on on your values and what you're aligned to um and not being pushy about it you know and this is why I, i go back to the um the mission statement that i have which i talked about um yesterday i mean that that mission statement is to help a million creative entrepreneurs to earn a stable, diverse income doing what they love, right? And I, I took a bit of time crafting that that sentence because it is very, very tightly aligned to my, go- my goals and my values and my beliefs. You know, earning rather than generating. You know, every single word I put in there is specifically been chosen to align with my values and goals, you know, to help. So not teach, not serve, you know not sell but help and creative entrepreneurs specifically because that's what the the audience that I prefer working with because that's who I'm aligned to you know on a personal level and on things I won't go into but I'm aligned to that earning rather than generating um for example stable rather than guaranteed because nothing's guaranteed in this world stable is achievable guaranteed isn't right diverse is the best word I can come up with for diverse channels of income you know multiple streams of revenue and so on you know income not money because income means to me tighter alignment with serving and getting a return from that service right um by doing what they love you know so there's passion there there's wanting to unlock what people haven't yet unlocked themselves um so i'm getting a little bit deep here on that question but But that's why I crafted that mission statement as I did, because it's tightly aligned to me. So anything I put out there, going back to that question, um, is putting out affiliate links damaging to your brand? Yes, but in my case, pretty much never. Uh, One more, there's many things I recommend to clients in our network and we don't uh, get anything for it. So this is good to hear. Yeah, and honestly, I mean, there is no reason why you can't monetize. You know, I've spent, what? I don't even know how long I've been talking here 35 minutes talking about affiliate programs and marketing. Um, I'm going to put links in the description below to all the things I've mentioned in this episode. Um, and if any of you click on any of that, whether you're catching live or catching on the replay, then I will get a revenue share from the time that I've actually put in helping you. You know, And my only ask is if it's aligned to what you want and if you're interested, click on the link. If it's not, don't. that's that's about as complicated as it gets um and i go live every single day i create episodes on podcast every single day um i say every single day every weekday um i'm starting a youtube channel um soon as well where i'll be doing very very similar things um so it is easy to do it just takes work and consistency to generate that stream of traffic um streaming platform question We currently use StreamYard, are you familiar with that? If so, how does that compare to Restream or Ecamm? So StreamYard I've used extensively. Um, I was consulted and contracted with a business just last year and they used StreamYard for everything, like all their weekly shows that I hosted. Um, I've met the founder in San Diego at a Social Media Marketing World event as well. Lovely guy, Um, Gage, they've actually been acquired now by another business. So. I do like StreamYard, yes. However, I, I do think it's lagging slightly depending on what you want to do, right? So if I just explain just, just quickly the differences between the three, I'll probably do a full-on stream about the differences between the three different products um, probably next week now. Um, if I go from orders of complexity down to simplicity, it would basically be Ecamm, StreamYard, and then, sorry, Ecamm, Restream, and then StreamYard. So if you've got a slower machine, a Windows based machine, um, something you just want something very, very simple, very, very easy, you know, not very many bells or whistles at all, just literally the ability to put some text overlays, some image overlays, and that's it, um, and you don't want anything fancy, then StreamYard all day long, right? Because that's basically what it's been designed for. Um, their whole ethos, I believe, is making streaming easy. Um, so that's StreamYard pretty much in a nutshell. Restream, you can be a bit more fancy with it. It has animated backgrounds. It has the ability to overlay the live chat onto the screen. Um, so live chat, I mean, be careful about that. If you've got a couple of divisive people watching um, because it will be live in the video um, and in the recordings, but you can put the full on chat overlay in the screen on you on Restream. Restream has more multi-streaming capabilities. There's a replay function. Um, I find the quality of audio is better. Um, Not by much, but it's noticeable when I've got like my proper studio headphones on and I'm doing deep dive video editing, Um, hacking apart episodes of podcasts and everything. Um, So Restream I use on a daily basis because it's it's better for me Um, and my Mac is faster and it can actually handle some of the animations that Restream allow you to do that StreamYard doesn't now Ecamm is Mac only right and Ecamm is a, an installed application it's not web-based so StreamYard and Restream are web-based they're both web-based products um, Ecamm is an installed application multi-streaming is via Restream so we're actually using Ecamm and Restream at the same time right now um, I can do animated videos. I can put text overlays in. I can change scenes. Um, Like I said, I'll do a full-on stream about this another time. Uh, Background music. I can basically create a full-on production on my Mac, basically just using trackpad, (laughs) and that's it. (laughs) But it's only Mac only. So it depends on what you want to do. Um, If you want to be fancy, or I'm in the studio, I'm not in the studio at the moment, because it's frankly just too hot. It's too hot in my house. My I say but in the studio it's like sweltering it's like a sweat box I'm not even gonna bother doing anything in there um, but if I'm in the studio being fancy then I use Ecamm all day long um, if I'm at home I'll use Ecamm but not quite as fancy or I'll use Restream on its own if I'm out and about if I'm at a coffee shop going live over their Wi-Fi or whatever most time I'll use Restream because I'm just doing something simple um, I don't use StreamYard anymore because Frankly, I've I've leveled up the the quality of my content and the visual effects and everything in it. And the the production value has increased. Um, So I hope that makes sense. I hope that answers that question. Um, Danielle said she started using OBS, but still having some learning to do the overlays. Um, Frankly, OBS, I got tired of. (laughs) I tried OBS myself and I'm super techie and trying to do the stuff that I can do very, very easily in Ecamm, I just frankly got fed up with and trying to get the OBS to do it. And then the learning curve was too high. And I thought, do you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to buy Ecamm and it just it's easy. Um, um, I mean, if you're on Windows, not a Mac, OBS is pretty much the best option available to you, um, but there is a massive learning curve. So I'm actually quite thankful that I'm a Mac guy, not a Windows guy, because I can use eCam and I don't have to ever look at OBS. Um, So I'm sorry if that offends you, but I just hate OBS. It's far too complicated, at least for what I do. And one more from James. He's currently using Hardware Encoder for his streams and enables graphics, lower thirds, pre-recorded content, all via a touch screen, perfect for mobile in the field. Ah, yes, that is a very, very cool piece of kit. I've been looking at the um, Atom Pro by Magic little box of tricks. I've been looking at one of those. I think when I go multi-cam, I'm definitely gonna look at something like that. Because um, one thing I, I don't do at the moment, even in studio is multi-cam positioning, but I, I have got my eye on one of those, like there's a uh, slider, I'm getting like, a bit techy here, but there's like a slider thing. Um, and I'm thinking about getting a, a multiple cameras set up. Like one of them will be on a slider behind me, where it will kind of be panning in a, a pre-defined um, range of motion. So when I'm actually going live, I'm demonstrating something or I'm doing like a top-down video, and like reviews of like tech and stuff like that. I want to have at least three cameras and we're getting it like full on production crazy. Um, My wife may possibly divorce me given the amount of money I'm looking at spending on that stuff. Um, But I just might not tell her. Maybe she can just find out at some point in like a few years time and I'll be like, oh, I I told you, don't you remember? (laughs) But yeah, that's one of the things I want to do. Um, Right. I'm getting hot again. So I'm going to go put the fan back on. As you can see, I'm probably getting red. I'm not sunburnt. Um, this is just me getting warm. I'm one of those redheads that just turn traffic light red whenever I get too hot. Thanks for joining, everyone. Um, links in the description below to everything we talked about. Take easy. Enjoy the warm weather. Get yourself in front of some fans. So i find some aircon somewhere. Thanks for joining.